You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. AC Sparky, 5 for 1250 AM, The Fan in beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin, along with our guy Ryan Horvat, back from a beautiful vacation, tan, looking relaxed, looking refreshed. You follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Uh, don't forget to download Kurt and Long on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite uh, podcast. And Horvat, uh, how was the vacation? Where did you go, buddy? was good i went to an undisclosed uh resort where i was left alone for a week it was great i want to say i was left alone for a week but i really wasn't left alone for the week now our bosses um our boss the great mitch rosen he gave me one really important instruction before i went to wine country he told me that uh i wasn't allowed to do any podcasts and i had to take it easy for the week and i did just that in fact the only sports i watched all week sparky you wouldn't believe it was the uh nba finals which in my opinion huge disappointment would have rather seen boston in that series but uh had a good vacation got some sun i feel much better uh probably drank a little bit too much and ate too much i lost all that weight and then i think i put on like eight pounds on vacation did you uh did you hook up with Rami Makhlouf? He's out there in Sacramento. He's not that no. far from where you guys were. No, but I should have probably hit him up. It's funny because I was actually thinking about Rami last night because I brought back one of my old takes that it's okay to hate children. Like you can't hate oh, your own children. Lord. You could hate your friend's children and you could hate kids that have a bigger or higher net worth than you. Like I don't know if your kids are YouTubers, no. but I don't know if you've ever seen this Ryan's toy review child. Oh yeah. 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 Hey, he's making like 8.5 million a year yeah. and he's a spoiled little brat. Like, and, and like his parents, like they have way too much time, right? Like everybody else like on this planet has to go to work. Right. And so like these guys though, this kid, they're always making like, I don't know, like bombs in his house. And like, there's, there, there's all this stuff going on. Nobody has time for all that. Nonsense. Yeah. There's another one where it's a dad and his kid and I don't remember and his son and they do all the same type of stuff. A lot of theirs is gaming is games. Those so they buy games yeah. and they play games together and review games. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We actually so he's banned in our house. My wife, for some reason, she could put up with most stuff. She she doesn't she doesn't like that guy. So she actually really? Yeah, she she muted him. It's it's you know, we live in weird times, man, with like social media. Like, I don't know if you're following this baby Gronk stuff. I thought they were talking about our boy Michael Mayer, the Notre Dame right. tight end. The kid is nine years old, ten years old. He's my son's age. He's pushing sleds like, dude, stop living through your kids, man. Like, let your kid enjoy his childhood. He's DMing like all like this kid's taking college visits. That's the weirdest story I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and these YouTube kids are weird. And, and that's the thing. My kid wants to be a YouTuber. Might be weird. My, oh, my seven year old wants to do it, too. I, I and, Yeah, they may be weird, but they're rich. I mean, you'd be rich, too. If, if, if they I guess ca- technically we're like YouTubers now these days, too. <laughs> yeah. 
to a degree, but we're not going to be as famous as these small little kids. Are, I promise you that. All right. Yeah. Uh, so this podcast, uh, we're recording this podcast on Tuesday. I'm going to record a couple today because I'm headed to St. Louis for a baseball tournament. So uh, the next two podcasts you hear with Ryan Horvath and myself uh, a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, so this podcast, a little bit more serious uh, than the other podcasts uh, that we record for the week. Uh, this yeah. one. Uh, concerning gambling in sports. Now, you have to understand uh, how great this is because I have Ryan Horvath, who is making money gambling. Uh, that, that's what he does. And he, not only does he make money gambling, but he makes money getting paid to talk about gambling uh, as well. Part of BetMGM Tonight, him, Trista Crick, Nick Ashu, and the BetQL uh, radio network, BetMGM, a huge sponsor. And they're a huge sponsor across sports, not just part of the BetQL radio network, but across sports in general. But uh, I was listening and what inspired me to do this uh, is I was listening to Bill Polian on my way in today to do these podcasts. And this was a whole big talking point with him and Solomon Wilcox on NFL Serious Radio uh, going back and forth. And Polian, obviously older school dude, right, was – uh, unlike me and Ryan, was alive and w- witnessed the Paul Hornig and Alex Karras thing back in the day in the NFL and so forth. So been around for a while. So this is now popping. So Calvin Ridley was the tip of the iceberg, apparently. Uh, and he got nailed for a year. Falcons trade him to the Jaguars. Uh, and it looks like he's in unbelievably great physical shape and looks like he's getting ready to have a great season. But he was the first one. The Lions clean house in their in their – staffing department with people that were making bets in the facility on whatever doesn't matter what it was you're out that's against the rules so they fired a bunch of people there that weren't even you know nfl players then there were nfl players like former badger cephas uh, who were just flat out released after they were suspended by the nfl for making dumb decisions uh, as well and now you have isaiah rogers who was the colts kick returner was because he's not going to play ever again uh he he made apparently hundreds of bets including on his own team the indianapolis colts uh, along the way and then post some some i don't know what he was trying to do oh i'm so sorry blah blah blah. it's it's too late dude you're done if he ever plays in the nfl again they're idiots like that should be done but we'll get to that later so this is now the latest one. So now we, we've got a little bit of a trend going right now in the National Football League. You had the Donahue thing in the NBA with a referee, right? We lived through that a few years ago, and he came out and told everybody what was going on in the NBA. Jim McLevain, did you see this the other day? And again, th- this to me, if you remember Jim McLevain, former NBA center, played for Marquette, mm-hmm. lived here locally in Milwaukee for a long time. Uh, and we would always come to our toy drive and everything, and I've known Mac for a long time. He posted this a few days ago. I sat in a CBA negotiation in the NBA where David Stern told players how unprofitable the NBA was and how the TV deal didn't make money unless the NBA Finals went to six games, and that was with two major market teams. We didn't believe them, but the message of what the NBA wanted to see was clear. Uh, that's from Jim McLevain talking about what David Stern would tell them in CBA negotiations. And, you know, everybody thought that there was something going on with the NBA for all those years, whether it be the NBA draft lottery, ref thing. Yeah. People still don't trust the referees, I don't think, in, in the NBA. Uh, and certainly not the NBA uh, with Tim Donahue. Now, I got another one for you. This is the latest. This just happened. Charlie Baker, he's the new guy running the uh, NCAA. Speaking at the Future of College Sports event, at the University of Arizona, Baker, who assumed the NCAA presidency in March, said the U.S. college sports body has to capitalize on the state-by-state rollback of anti-gambling laws. 
quote, that's a major opportunity right in front of us. We have a major opportunity to get into the sports betting space. Anybody who has a phone is able to bet from any place they want. And two thirds, almost three quarters of all people between the ages of 18 and 22 are betting in sports. Okay. So he's all for it. Let's get these. Let's get gambling and get that gambling money because all these casinos want to spend money. All these uh, online apps want to spend money. DraftKings, FanDuel, they they all want to spend money and get all these kids. And I agree. I think it is a thing with with younger kids as well. Ryan Horvat, do you think gambling in sports will become an even bigger problem than it might start out to be looking like currently? I mean, to be honest, I just think that everything's like changing because it's legal everywhere right now, right? And um, not in Wisconsin, <laughs> everywhere except for you guys. I mean, you could go to Potawatomi to the casino in Milwaukee. You can go yeah, to a sports book or Oneida in Green Bay. But yeah, I was going to say our good buddy Bar Winkler's text messaging me every single day with his bet slips. Uh, so I know he's been he's been going out there. But I uh, so so here's the thing, right? I think like when hasn't it been an issue? I mean, this has always been an issue. It's just now. I think to answer your question, first off, I do think it's going to become a bigger problem. Here's what I think happens, right? Like guys are going to bet games. I don't know that guys are going to throw games because then the FBI is going to get involved and you could get in some serious trouble. But I do think the guys are going to continue to bet games. I think guys are going to make some dumb decisions, not even dumb decisions. I just think that like, and I know that the league before the season, you know, they gave the proper information. They had these players sit down and they taught them about the do's and don'ts, what they can do, what they can't do, you know, with legalized gambling, because a lot of these guys, not a, I mean, these guys want to bet the NBA finals, right? This goes back to forever ago. I mean, Leroy used to tell us on, on the big show, you know, there were guys in the locker room that were playing dominoes. I mean, you know, Favre liked to game. Gamble. How about we go back to, I'll never forget watching the 1996 NBA finals with my dad, because that's the year the bulls go 72 and 10. They're just destroying everybody. I mean, I remember sw- you don't have to remind me. I remember. Yeah. This yeah you you yeah, know, remember, we're going to yeah, go right. through the greatest time of my life really quick. Yeah. They beat the Orlando magic, right? After yeah. getting knocked out the previous year. And then they go to the finals and the Sonics take them to six. And the Bulls were like minus 1100 to win that series, meaning you would have to lay $1,100 just to win $100 back. That's how good they were, obviously. And I remember it's game six and like Randy Brown's out there for whatever reason. And my dad would always say the NBA, it's fantastic. Meaning like he would joke, like it's fixed. Uh, like the referees want to see in game or, six, conveniently enough, which McLevain said that Stern said they needed to get to game six in the finals. And here you are talking about game six. <laughs> yeah. My, my dad, my dad taught me about like game five money and game six money. Like, you know, when I was nine, 10 years old and I'll never forget because I would get so pissed that season when the Bulls lost. You know, as everybody knows in Milwaukee, my dad even had a song. It was the Bulls going down tonight. And I would get so angry because I loved that team more than anything. I still do. Uh, And I'll never forget, Randy Brown has a breakaway layup. And he's being chased down, I want to say, by um, Nate McMillan. He literally shoves Randy Brown into the crowd. No call. And I was like, oh, my God, my dad's right. I think this is like WWF. I think this is fixed right now. I'm not saying that it's fixed or anything like that. But I, I mean, but then we had, man, like the Sacramento Kings got absolutely screwed against the Lakers. The Kings should have went to that yeah. finals that year with Vladi yep. Divac and Chris Weber, you know, Doug that Christie. Team was stacked. But that was the Donahue stuff. Yeah. He was throwing games. He was gambling on the games and changing the outcome. So it's hard to say, like, it's not going to become a bigger problem when it's already been a bigger problem. Let's go back to the stuff that we used to sweep under the rug. I don't want to get myself in trouble talking about this, but like 
you know, I believe Michael Jordan's side of the story. I don't think Michael Jordan would ever bet on himself to lose, but I think Michael Jordan would bet on himself to win on the golf course, but also on the basketball floor. I think he found probably different ways to do so. But, like, let's go back to the Atlantic City game. Jordan's out at Atlantic City. What is this, the 92-93 finals? This is the Phoenix finals. He goes three for 14, three for 15. He was terrible the next night. Remember, that's when everybody started to talk. And then, you know, everything happened with his dad, obviously. And then Jordan's out of the league for a couple of years playing baseball. We think he was told to go away for a little bit. So it's it's been a problem before. Here's what I don't think we ever see. We won't see Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow throwing games. or Devontae Because they make Adams. too much money. Because they make too much money. Right. But you got to worry about the Quintez Cephases, man, because, like, we're all human, right? And, like, I'll never forget when we were in the pandemic and, you know, I'm from Joliet, so I was getting text messages, hey, Allie Quigley beats Chris Paul in the horse competition. Yet, like, offshore markets still had that competition. And I was like, well, I'm going to bet all the money in the world. We have nothing else to do. And I had that information. I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying guys are going to throw games, but, yeah, I, I think it'll become a bigger problem. This is my I think it's always been a problem. Okay, right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's talk about, let's think about this for a second, right? So back in the the sixties, fifties, dudes weren't just playing football; they'd play football and then go work a real job in the off season to be able to support their families, and then yeah. come back and play football and go find a real job again and go do it all over again. Back in the that era, mob was big, man. And they were rolling and they were controlling things. And you're telling me that in that whole era, only two dudes found bookies or did something with somebody to place bets on games. I don't know, man. I'm not going to say I don't believe it, but I kind of don't believe it. Like that's a lot of dudes not making a lot of money that were having to find second jobs where, that whole era was all about that, right? And it was all about bookies and gambling, all of that. Man, I, when I was growing up, Brian, my best friend, his dad, was a bookie. He'd yeah. be on the phone, taking bets. I'm over, I'm over there, sitting up on the phone, taking bets, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, he got caught, but on the phone, taking bets, the whole thing. My yeah. brother, his best friend growing up, totally different family. His dad was a bookie. He was taking bets. Now, again, this is in Wisconsin. This is in the, what, 80s, right? 80s, early 90s. Dudes are are taking bets. That was at that point. You're telling me this whole time between Harrison Hornig and Kelvin Ridley, and maybe even Donahue, fine, but in the NFL, that's what we're talking about. That's, That's how big of a gap there is. All those years, none of these dudes... We're placing any bets on their games. None of these dudes had tie-ins to bookies and everything else. Do you know why there's a problem? Do you know why they're getting caught? Why? Cell phones. That's why. That's how they're tracking them. Oh, yeah. They're tracking them through their cell phones. Back in the day, if I picked up a phone and called whoever, 
good luck trying to trace that and go through all that. You're not doing all that. But now you can ping guys' phones and figure yeah. out on their phones what they've been doing, what action they've been to, what sites they've been to. You can trace anything you want on a human being to a phone at this point. Back then, you didn't have cell phones, so you couldn't find this. You couldn't figure out that you know, Joe and Jim were meeting at the garbage dumpster before the game, you know, behind a football stadium talking about the information that this dude needed. And then the money was, you know, placed over to this guy for letting him know whatever he needed to know before he go went and made a call into a bookie to make some money. It it was great because Pauline was talking about, and, and Simon Wilcox were like, think about this, not even throwing a game, but just telling a dude, Hey man, if you can just give me, who's in that training room and who looks like they may or may not play. I'm good. That's all you got to do. You don't got to drop a ball. You don't got to miss. Just tell me who you think may or may not play. I'm like, say Thursday, right? Because back then you just had newspapers. You didn't have anything like now where everything is on social media within seconds. So it was a day later before you find stuff out. So because of that, you could go make a bet to a bookie and have that in before the rest of society found out what was actually going on with somebody. Yeah. A couple different things. So, uh, first, like not to help these guys out, but where they're screwing up, man, even if you're betting the NBA finals and you're accidentally doing it from like your team location, whatever you're not supposed to be doing. Why are these guys like, what did Chris Carter say? You got to have a fall guy. You got to have a close friend that you trust. Why are these guys putting like, so, so like, here's what I do. There's certain sports books, of course, not mine, but MGM, the king of sports books. Right. But where I can't place big bets anymore because I've taken them for Otani MVPs, Rogers MVPs. And I, like not to toot my own horn, I track all my plays. It's all in my bio. I hit 60% of college football bets. So like last year, I was really limited. I'm like, I wanted to bet a Heisman future. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Yeah. I don't gamble. I'm trying to understand what you're telling me. You're yeah. telling me that they essentially oh. have a picture of Ryan Horvath hanging up in oh. their office saying he's yeah. not allowed to bet on our site anymore because he's too good. No, no, no. I'm see, I'm not like th- there's okay. So professional gamblers, like professional betters and people that run, you know, they run their own little small teams or right. big teams, whatever, you know, certain guys that are good. Most of them are banned from these sports books. You know, certain oh, guys have t-shirts go- with the websites that you're banned from. Yeah. So good. They, they do have all of these. Well known, you know, like Billy Walters, the Michael Jordan of gambling, probably, you know, there's probably very few sports books that'll take his action, but what they do is they have teams. Like, so what I do is I have buddies out in Vegas where if I want a better line, even if the Seahawks are eight point favorites over here, but only seven point favorites over there, I just make a text and they'll go and do it for me. Or I'll do the same. Like I wanted to bet Jokic finals MVP, which I hit last night, Noidge, uh, but it was plus 1100. I was like, this is a better price than I'm going to get the Denver Nuggets to win the championship. If they win the finals, he's going to be the finals MVP because the league's going to be like, man, did we screw up giving Embiid this award? Right. He had 23 points in the playoffs. The biggest bet I could get down was $6.87 at one sports book. It limits nice. me because which is I find funny is like in Vegas, they'll take you for all the money in the world, which is why you see so many homeless people everywhere you go. And there's <laughs> castles everywhere. Right. The minute you start to beat them, they limit your action, which I think is BS, but that's how they continue to work. And that's the way it's always going to be. That's where I think these guys are screwing up. Why don't you just like have your boy, like your handler, your dude, go place these bets if you really need to do it. Really quickly, the other thing I was going to say, because like you said, like this is like only two guys have got popped. Right. I don't believe it either. Here's what you really have to worry about, and here's what I think we will, we've always saw. Like you watch college hoops, right? We watch college football. Sure. How many college basketball games do you watch? 
like, especially back in the day where the final four or five minutes, you're like, what is this guy doing? He has to be throwing this game. You see a 98 <laughs> nerds get to these kids. I think what you got to worry about is like kids that grow up with apps. Cause I know that I know people where this has happened. Like people that I know that used to play basketball and we're good. You know, you grow up, maybe you don't have a whole lot of money and especially in the city, Chicago, New York, you got these, like, you know, like these mentors, these guys that are around and they take care of you. And this is where guys were getting in trouble, but who knows, like maybe later on, they want you to throw a game. I'm right. just saying, because you brought up the mob, man. And think of like how many of these guys back in the day, the mob ran Las Vegas. That's when it was clean. There was no crime in Las Vegas because they took care of everything. There was no, <laughs> in the mob, man, because you, you would be dead if you messed around in Vegas. The problem is it's not like that anymore because the mob doesn't run things anymore. Right. But what I'm saying, that's what I worry about more is the high school kid that then goes to college and somebody loans them money. But the good thing is now you have like the NIL money. So you don't have to worry so much about kids like throwing games. But I think we've seen that a lot. I mean, everybody in college knows a bookie. My best friend in college was a bookie. He weirdly still is a bookie, even though this is legal everywhere. But and I'm sure he's making money. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, and we hung out, you know, we know he never had guys throwing games. I promise you that. But like you hang out at the same parties. Kids want to make money. I'd worry about it more in college sports, you know, where the kids aren't making as much money. Sure. Like, you know, Arch Manning's making $9 million a year at Texas, but Joey Batone, the third string offensive tackle at Rutgers, you know, he, he wants to go out. He wants to buy cool clothes and, and maybe he's not making a whole lot of money, but maybe like, but that's a bad example. Cause he's the third string tackle. What's he going to do to throw a game? I, I think basketball is the easiest, but yeah, I think that that would be a bigger problem, though, is, you know, when people aren't making as much money. We won't see Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go out there and throw games. You know what right. I mean? Jason Tatum's not going to do that, even though it looks like he does sometimes because he's crapping in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. All right. So second topic on this. Uh, this is I've really enjoyed this conversation. 20 minutes in. We're only on topic two. But uh, this is the Curry Long Podcast on Lotus. Uh, normally we talk all Packers, but just something fun and different uh, for this one concerning gambling because it's such a big story. Which sport? is the biggest threat to have the biggest issues in the future. I think after listening to Charlie Baker of the NCAA, I think that's, that's, that's a problem. That's where the problems are going to lie here. And let me make a prediction and see if I'm right on this in the next 10 to 15 years. I think you're going to have sports books on college campuses. That's where this is going. You are going to have sports books on college campuses. That's where this is going to head because you have to be what 18 to gamble, right? Is that what it is? 18, 21, I guess, if there's they serve alcohol or whatever, but you don't serve alcohol. Uh, 18, and you're going to have bet MGM on the uh, Alabama uh, college campus. Caesars is going to be at LSU, and all of these universities are going to do it. Why? Because of the money that it's going to generate to support the NIL fund that they have in order to pay all of these kids. Then do you know what the next issue is going to be after that? The next issue after that, it's going to be because of the concussions and everything else. Kids are going to make, you know, millions of dollars in college and tell the NFL, I'm not coming. I'm done. I'm going to retire. I, I'm not going to put my brain at risk and whatever else. I'm a multimillionaire. Thanks to my NIL deal. I'm yeah. graduating and I'm out of here. See you later. Have a good day. And maybe it'll cost the NFL some guys uh, down the road as well. But like you said, you know, even starting offensive linemen that aren't getting great NIL deals, is the center at Duke making a ton of NIL money? Uh, probably uh, football I'm talking about. Probably not, right? The right guard, <laughs> right guard at Vanderbilt, is he making a lot of money? No, probably yeah. not. Or at Minnesota? No. But there, if, if there's that type of thing, 
that's 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 gonna be a big problem. And I think if the NCAA wants to make it an issue, because they looked the other way for so many years on all this other crap, if they want to make it an issue and go after these kids for gambling, they absolutely probably could and probably could be nailing kids already, would be my guess. Yeah. I think about like combat sports, nobody in the UFC is gonna get knocked out or tap out, but you know, like the celebrity boxing stuff I find to be a little ridiculous. I don't bet that crap, man. Like you know what I mean? Jake Paul or Logan Paul, whichever one, he finally did get beat by some no-name dude. Right. But that's, I mean, that I would worry about that having an issue. I think college hoops, like as far as if you, if somebody was involved, would probably be like the easiest to shave points. I believe so, you know, because you could just turn the basketball over. You can miss shots. And, you know, I mean, we've seen even the greats do it. So it happens. Football, you're only one of 11, right? So I feel like multiple guys. Yeah, but if you're an offensive lineman, whoops, he got through. Your quarterback killed. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, wide receiver pulls up on a route and it's an interception going the wrong way, falls down as the ball's on the way to him. I mean, I I can can just, I can make up an idea of how any player on any football field could help throw a game or a baseball. I mean, baseball is tougher to throw than anything else because there's so many pitches, so many at bats, so many things going on. But one play, legitimately, a lot of times in the NBA or NFL can cost somebody a game. I mean, I'm a Cubs fan, so you could tell me that the last 36 years of my life that they've had nine guys on that field every single day that are shaving runs. Bartman, or- Bartman was a plant. <laughs> hey, Bartman was a plant. That's what I think. It was a plant. Somebody, somebody made a lot of money. That's what it was. That's, that's the perfect model right there, especially this season. It's freaking terrible. But I, I don't think it's ever going to be like a huge issue. You know, I just I think that there's going to be little pop-up incidents that happen. But I don't ever think it'll be like a big name. But who, who knows, man? Maybe we'll find out something. If, if something does happen, I always think – and I think guys are going to have a better understanding, right, too? Because I do think it's kind of BS that anybody would be suspended or kicked off a team or released for betting on the NBA if they're an NFL player. Like, it's their offseason. Who the hell cares right. if – like, who the hell cares if Joey Bosa wants to bet on Giannis to score 31 points? But, I mean, see, this is... What's the difference between that and somebody going, like, Joel Embiid being at Pato at the craps table? Like I, I saw, don't think I it matters. Well, well, okay, let's talk about this. The NFL has stated you can gamble. You can't gamble on the NFL, and you can't gamble in an NFL facility, right? So the NFL isn't saying that, uh, you know, Jordan Love can't make a bet on the Bucks or on the Brewers if he wants. Just don't do it at Lambeau, and don't do it on our property. Do it in your own house. Do it in your car away from the facility, do what you want to do. Like you said, they could go up to – see, now that's, that's, that's the other thing, right? But that sucks. You're when in Green Bay. Number and you're, at the, you're like you're pumping iron. You're, you're, you're doing your job. Sorry, go on. But that, I, I don't like that rule. You're in Green Bay. United now has a sports book, okay? Now, I don't want to get caught on my phone making a, a bet or anything, but I, I meet somebody at the bar, man. We come boys. I'm like – the punter or somebody not making a whole bunch of money or like a practice squad player, even a better example, practice squad guy, not making any money, probably not going to be an NFL star, but we start talking one way. One thing leads to another. And next thing you know, this dude's running and making my bets at Oneida and there's no tracking of anything on the phone. Cause we just meet at the bar the same night every week at the same dive bar in green Bay and have a couple of cocktails and talk. And there's never any tracing of it on the phone. That could have been happening for years. Now, again, it wouldn't be Oneida. It would be talking to this dude. This dude makes a bet with a bookie on the phone, whatever the case may be, and you never trace anybody to the next guy because there's no way of tracking it. That This is is all interesting, scary stuff to me. And what you brought up earlier of the guys that don't make the money, like Ryan Horvath's 
making money. He knows what the hell he's doing, right? No. Uh, if you listen to You Better, You Bet, Costos is making money. He knows what the hell he's doing, right? My guy, Ken Barkley, he's making money. He knows what the hell he's doing. But yeah. not everybody is doing that, right? So those that don't do it now lose their house, lose their car, whatever, and now they're on the street corner. But those aren't the stories that you necessarily see. That's not the story that these NFL players are thinking are going to happen or NBA or whatever the case may be. So that leads to this, the last one. Is there anything sports can do to try and stop a possible outbreak of more gambling uh, in sports today? I mean, I For me, it's easy. What? Lifetime ban, you're done. Caught, you're out. It's sure. not going to be six games, not going to be 10 games, not going to be 12. It's going to be a lifetime ban, you're done. You're not coming back. It's over. Callen Ridley, it's been real. See ya. You're done. If Rodgers ever plays from the Colts ever again, when making bets on your own damn team, yeah. you're done. And maybe it has to be more black and white, right? So maybe it's if you make bets on the sport you're playing in, you're done. If you get caught making an NBA bet at an NFL facility, okay, you're out of here, whatever the case may be. But if you're making bets on your sport that you play in, you're done. That 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 that's the only way it's going to stop because now I'm cutting off all financial money coming into you, and even the guy that's not making a ton of money is still making six figures, right? Yeah. And if that dude's not in the NFL making six figures, where is he going the next day to go make six figures again? I mean, that's that's not easy. I agree. I think that's the easiest way, right? You go lifetime ban. There's no more two strikes. There's no more season long suspension. Even though. You know, I, I did feel I did feel bad for Kelvin Ridley, who wasn't even playing football, but he wasn't playing like you know. I mean, he was healthy and he wasn't playing. He wasn't right. mentally healthy, but he was he was physically healthy enough to play football. And he sat out and he was just betting games. But yeah, I think you got to go lifetime ban. If anybody screws with my NFL, my college football, I want him thrown in prison for thirty years too. Because but that's that going to be next. So what do you do to those kids? Comes to WWE. What, what, what about those kids? Okay, so I catch you gambling on Wisconsin football, and let's say you play for Wisconsin. Ahead of okay, me. so what's what's the penalty? You lose your scholarship? But, but then the rule has to be that essentially, and I don't know, they can even hold this up, how are you going to stop another university from giving them a scholarship to go play there if you pull a scholarship from them? That's just a terrible – I mean, like, man, I, I would say that you should just be kicked out of the university. Okay, but fine. Same- so you get kicked out of LSU, and Saban goes – Come I mean, here. You won't gamble here at Alabama. Come play for me, five-star recruit. But Okay, but hear me out. Like, their punishment will be, who's hiring these people? Like, okay, sure. Like, maybe this offensive tackle goes to the league. You get, I mean, like that, that looks terrible for the rest of your life. Do you get what I'm saying? They're going to have to, they're going to have to have a future after college football. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, I, I don't Menards know. Probably like if, even if you go to if you go anywhere and I'm in there like, oh, this is the guy that got kicked out of college football for cheating. Uh, it's probably not going to go well in the job interview. No, it's not. Absolutely not. Um, what about this? What about players playing fantasy sports of the league they're in? Do you have a problem with that? No, I don't. But like, you know what's crazy? Remember when Tony Romo? Remember when Tony Romo couldn't have his thing in Las Vegas, the fantasy football convention, yes. the league cracked down on that. Yep. Now look at everything that's going down. Yep. You know, that's a, but that, man, it's a good question. Because it's gambling. So if let's say I'm a quarterback of an NFL team. See, they can't, I don't think they can. Like I know all the guys after their career, like I listen to Chris Long's podcast. I think it's awesome. I know he like plays fantasy football now that he's retired. Can I thought they could only play. Can they what play? What about Maurice Jones-Drew? 
for the Jaguars. He was a fantasy football player. Always said he drafted himself every year. He played. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess I really never thought about it. And then that's who was the different. other one? Some, there, I, it's definitely happening. Because somebody else, who the hell was it? Somebody else was a tight end or something. And in fantasy, he had the other team's quarterback that they were playing that week in fantasy was playing his team that week and they ended up winning, but the other guy threw three touchdowns. So he was all excited because the guy threw three picks or three touchdowns and helped him win the game. I mean, this has been going on for a while folks. So I don't know. I know the baseball players play fantasy football because they're punching each other over the face over it. I mean, think about it. You're a DB. Your team's like, I don't know, 12 and one, right? It's comfy. You know, if this opposing quarterback who you're having fantasies on your team, if he makes one more touchdown, you're going to win that week. Whoops, I fall down. The wide receiver catches a ball. Doesn't mean anything, but you win your fantasy game. I mean, I don't know. That, that All that drives me crazy. All right, here's Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. That was fun. I don't know if Ryan thought it was fun, but I enjoyed it. Uh, at Sparky Radio. Follow Ryan at uh, uh, Ryan Horvath, like I said, and BetMGM tonight. I told you this was going to be weird. Uh, BetQL Radio uh, weeknights with uh, Nick Ashu and Trista Crick. Check him out. Very entertaining uh, and always get you laughing uh, throughout the games at nighttime. Have a good one, everybody. Toodle.